Two Designers Walk Into a Bar is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcasts Network. For more information about our show or to discover more podcasts you'll enjoy, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. That was, that All right. Awesome. Let's let's knuckle down. Let's get the show on the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Welcome to Two Designers Walk Into a Bar. A place where pop culture loving creatives discover design icons and make us tick. And we share a few cocktails in the process. Yep. Today, we shine the spotlight on some unsung heroes of the design world. Underappreciated logos. The ones you sleep near in hotel rooms. Or the ones you seek out to fill your own gas tank. Or your own stomach. And put a match to when you want to have a little fun. (laughs) Yeah. So put that little special something in your evening coffee. Or kick back with a local brew. And join us as we walk back into the bar. Todd, do you like 80s rom-com movies? Of course. Okay. Do you know how in the movie when there's the popular girl and she goes to the dance and then there's always sort of the nerdy girl with the glasses who goes to the dance and then she takes off her glasses and suddenly everyone realizes how beautiful she is even though she, she was... She, she takes the glasses off in slow motion yes, all the time. Yes, yes, and maybe yeah, shakes her head and her hair yeah. falls down the, out of the... And the music changes. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. all of the boys turn around and are just awestruck by her beauty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we're but, not talking about movies today, right? Well, we are talking about hidden gems. We're talking oh. about logos that maybe have been part of our lives, hidden in plain sight, maybe constantly overlooked by the Apples, the Targets, the Nikes, the Cokes, you know, the popular girls on campus. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so we're going to dig deep into some things that uh, we probably all have seen, or maybe some of us have seen. We may not have looked at it twice because it wasn't a case study of, of logo design. And we're going to look at how beautiful they are, right? Yes. These aren't Paul Rand beauties, but they're beauties nonetheless. <laughs> well, beauties is beauties, right? All right. Let's get started. Okay. So... We each have a couple of examples to talk about today of uh, hidden gems, underappreciated logos. Yes. Give me your first one. Okay. Well, my first one is from the Animal Kingdom. And okay. my first one is also from, well, I'll, let's see if we can drill down on this a little bit. I'm going to give you three hints, and you can tell me if you think you can figure out what it is, okay? Oh, my God. That's going to be hard. I mean, you're talking about a bunch of logos I know, out there. But I okay, know, let's, let's play along. All right. I'll give you a hint. The animal in the logo, he is the king of the jungle. Okay, so it's uh, Snoop Dogg. 
Right, right. Or, <laughs> or. Okay, a lion. Snoop Lion. Yes. Well, okay. let's just let's uh, just go with lion. Just go with lion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and this lion really enjoys a beverage. Hmm. Okay, I need another hint. Okay, and he tends to enjoy his beverages when he is on the road, maybe at work or staying in a hotel. Okay, okay, so it's a service of some kind, a, um, a beverage, like a coffee service of some kind, right? Yep, yep, you're getting warmer. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm getting closer to the line. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, oh, uh, 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 Royal Cup. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. And Royal okay. Cup is a logo that I just adore. I don't really remember where I first saw this mm-hmm, logo. I, mm-hmm. I I don't remember if I was staying in a hotel. I see it on trucks all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen it on some trucks as well. So I started digging and I started to do a little research. We would cross paths every so often. Right. And, you uh, and the king. Yeah, me and the. Me and, well, no, it wasn't Elvis. Focus oh. on focus on the lion. Oh, oh, okay. We're talking about lions. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Todd, I know you love Elvis, but let's let's I focus do. on the task at hand. I do love I do I love Elvis, but I do love a coffee drinking lion too. <laughs> tell, what, tell me both, about this both, company. <laughs> both are high energy. <laughs> okay, so um, and they both have beautiful manes, beautiful they, heads of hair, right? They they do. They, they do. do. Royal Cup is this family-owned, believe it or not, beverage company started in 1896 in Birmingham, Alabama. They have a great website. We'll post links to it, and it tells all the history about. Uh, Royal Cup. So it's a wonderful logo. It's this symmetrical male lion's head, this beautiful flowing mane. He has a crown sitting on the top of his head mm-hmm. and uh, he is sipping sort of a little teacup of coffee and he has his one arm coming into the logo. But what the designer did, and I have researched this, I've actually asked Royal Cup to get back in touch with me, and I don't know who the designer is. So if anyone out there did this or knows who did it, please, please, please email us. Hit us up on social media. Yeah, let us us know, because this is an unsung hero as far as I'm concerned. That's right. So the lion, his arm is a knocked out negative piece of the mane but mm-hmm. the designer was able to make it symmetrical and it totally works so when you see royal cup of course you first see the lion then you start to read the crown and then sort of the third level of information is oh aha i get it he's drinking coffee these guys sell coffee i just love this logo so how funny is it that you have a lion first of all drinking out of a little dainty teacup because of all the teas that I've been to, I've never seen a lion drinking any tea or coffee, for that matter. Have you ever seen Mr. T? I have seen Mr. T, um, and he does have quite a nice mane as well, as a matter of fact. This is really getting into kind of a meta space, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Okay, so that's very cool. Ellie, that's a really elegant um, take on a member of the animal kingdom, a feline member of the animal kingdom. I've got one that's probably on the other spectrum, although very appreciated, not quite as 
probably classy as that. Todd, are we driving through the neighborhood of lowbrow culture again? Elliot, you and I are taking a baseball bat to the mailboxes of the neighborhood of lowbrow culture. Let me give you a hint and see if you can pick it out. All right. Um, so I've already given you a clue. It's part of the feline world, right? Okay. Um, okay, so start guessing. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you probably need more than that. This company hasn't been around as long as Royal Cup, but it has been around since the 1940s, and of its type, it is the oldest registered company brand in the U.S. <laughs> wow. Okay, so, okay. and I also, okay, all right, let me give you another one. I mean, I'm still, that's not very helpful. Um, the name of the company is also a feline. Hmm. Is it is it Bobcat? Uh, uh, no, that's a good one though. Um, it's uh, okay. They make a lot of money off of their apparel, and you've seen it. Ooh. You see it around holidays, like the Fourth of July. Oh. Or New Year's Eve. Oh boy. Could we say that maybe? this company they pack a punch they uh always explosive yeah they always end things with a bang yeah big happy finish man yes we're talking about black cat fireworks i love it yes yeah okay so they've been around a while oldest fireworks company brand in the u.s and the logo for those of you who haven't seen it and i'm sorry for your loss you'll get to see it on our website because it's absolutely gorgeous used in a variety of different ways because they're like standards manuals, puh, who cares? <laughs> it's mostly the head of a black cat screeching against a yellow background. The cat has yellow eyes, a red nose and mouth and blue whiskers. And the word black appears above the head in red. The word cat appears below in yellow. And it appears like the cat is coming out at us from between the type. So it is like, Whoever drew it and designed it said, we're using all the colors. You know, that's it. We're just going to use all the colors and it's going to be as vibrant as possible. It's obviously hand drawn and it looks like an explosion of color, which is really cool to me. It could also be used like the black cat against a black background. So you just see eyes and mouth and whiskers, which I think is really cool. Um, if you're buying apparel for them, of course, black on black. And you know, if you didn't know, and again, I'm not so clear on what black cats have to do with fireworks, other than the screeching sound maybe, but if you didn't know, you could think that this logo probably could pass for a rat killer too. Um, <laughs> it looks just like that. Well, um, the, I would argue a black cat is a rat killer. That's true. So this logo could be as great on fireworks and rat killer because it looks like when you look at it it just it just looks like excitement and a little bit of scariness well in. yeah i would say probably gunpowder is black gun well okay maybe that's where it comes from then right yeah so do and, you know gunpowder kind of has sort of this explosive nature like uh, <laughs> like this angry cat does yeah and to your point a second ago a cat screech you know and a couple alley cats are getting in a fight they start caterwauling and they sound like screeching fireworks. Sounds so I think like it's, fireworks. Yeah, I think it's really uh, perfect. Do All you right. happen to know who drew this logo? I do not. I couldn't find that. My guess is it probably has been around for a while, but if anyone out there knows, please do let us know because I would love 
to talk to this master. Okay, speaking of the master, I am going to stick with the cat family. I think I'm sensing a trend here. But I am actually going to take us overseas, and I'm going to take us to 101 years ago. They had cats back then? Yeah, I think they'd just been invented. Okay. Well, we'll have to check on that. We'll have to, you know... Wikipedia will tell you. Yeah, well, that means you'll check on it then. (laughs) For those of you who know me, I don't think I've mentioned this actually in a podcast before, but I have a brother a few years younger than me who happens to live overseas. He lives in Japan. And my family, several years ago now, went over to visit him in uh, Tokyo. So we get off the plane at the airport... We get our bags and we walk out, we meet him. And in the lobby of the airport, I look up and I see this amazing black and yellow logo that is an abstraction of a mother cat holding a kitten. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. So if I were to show you that, what industry do you think that would be for? Gosh, um, you know, it could be anything from parenting to uh but why would it why would that be at an airport oh oh the airport yeah oh security of some kind getting Uh, there okay yeah um uh luggage carrying stuff transport yes yes logistics yep yep so it is a logo for yamato transport company and i love this logo actually i love this company i I'm a cat person, an unabashed cat person, and um, Japan is an unabashed and shameless cat country. If you think about Lucky Cat, you know, Beckoning Cat, of course, Mm -hmm, you think about mm -hmm. Hello Kitty. Cats are huge in Asia, definitely huge in Japan. As I mentioned a minute ago, this logo is a yellow oval, and it is a mother cat carrying a kitten in her mouth. And that symbolizes the company's promise that they will take care of your item or your cargo entrusted to them just as though this were a precious package in their own family. Like, so it's a mother cat taking care of a kitten. And as soon as my brother mentioned what this company is, I knew it. I immediately understood the logo. And I love that... It's not, it wasn't UPS. It's not a truck or a shield or something. Yes, it's not, doesn't have an arrow in the negative space. Sorry for those of you who haven't figured that out yet with FedEx. (laughs) I I, uh, blew the mystery (laughs) up. The one person out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. guess what? In the sixth sense, the guy's dead. (sighs) I've been meaning to see. It's a 20-year-old movie. Come on. Hold on. Wait, now i got to go change my Netflix queue. All right, all right. Well, I have a question. I have a real quick question. Yeah, yeah. Does Yamato, is that a person's name, or does that translate to something in Japanese? So Yamato was an ancient name in Japan and a period in the country's history. The founder was a gentleman named Yasomi Ogura. Okay. And he also is the guy who drew the logo. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. In Japan, their trucks are all over the place. And they even sell, you'll love this, do a quick Google image search. They actually sell small boxes that are little cat playhouses that are shaped like their trucks and printed like their trucks. It almost looks like a mystery machine from Scooby-Doo, but for (laughs) your cat. Like, it's great. The company in Japan is referred to as 
Kuroneko, which means black cat in Japanese. And oh. actually, their URL, if you look at it in the Japanese URL, is actually Black Cat Yamato. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, isn't that brilliant? And what I love about it, being a transport company, it has to go overseas. Obviously, yeah, it's going between yeah. Asia and the U.S. And in that sense, I would argue this logo is actually far more brilliant than FedEx or UPS, with apologies to now Landor and Future Brand. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. the reason I say that is because there's no language barrier. Uh-huh, yeah. It's this picture that once you know what it is, it makes total sense. And in fact, I won't get into the deeper story, but um, one time I was at a design conference and I was wearing a shirt that had nothing but this logo on it. And uh, a guy appeared out of the shadows and pointed at my shirt and said, hey, man, isn't that some kind of... uh Japanese shipping company and this is an American guy and I said yeah yeah it is Yamato and he's like oh, I thought so and then he uh, vanished and just sort so of it, disappeared this was again like some kind of hipster dude you were at like a, an he was, expensive he was, coffee shop right? he would know this was at a hotel lobby and I think he was kind of like a like a design goblin or something I think he just oh. kind of you know appeared some kind of magical creature yeah, uh, yeah. anointed my shirt and then just poof in a puff of green it's smoke he was gone like, as goblins are tending to do that's amazing okay Todd uh, what is your okay. second logo all right so I'm sticking with the animal kingdom but I'm finally getting away from the the family of felines um, have you heard of Munsing wear Elliot I have, yeah, yeah, like golf shirts and things like that, right? Well, and before that, they made underwear, or as as it's pronounced here in the South, draws. (laughs) (laughs) They made underwear and military garments. They're based in Minneapolis. So they introduced a line um, that I love. Actually, I love the clothing line. And they introduced it in 1955, the original Penguin. You familiar? Yes, yes. I, lo- I love the line of clothing. It's retro. It's cool. And the logo doesn't look like it's changed from 1955 either. As I said, Munsingware was known for something called union suits. Have you ever heard that term? Isn't that the good old long underwear with the trap door it in the is, back? It is. It is. I never knew that. But yeah, union suits is just code words for long underwear. Well, Todd, you got to keep in mind the state I grew up in was part of the union. Oh, okay. We, well, at, see, at we, Ber- we could not have called it that in the <laughs> South, I guess. You called it a Yankee suit. We called it Yankee draws. <laughs> 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 All right. So, so, and they're also, Munsingware is credited for creating the classic golf shirt, which we now call polo shirts, right? Yes. Um, but let me tell you about this logo. The original penguin, it's hand-drawn. It's a hand-drawn penguin. It's decked out with a collar and a tie because you know how fly penguins are when they dress. When well, they they're, always dress wear, they're always wearing a tuxedo. They are, Yeah, that hand-drawn penguin is complemented by a hand-drawn logotype, which reads penguin with the words and original above it. All of that looks hand-done. Like even today when you go to the website, click on that link on our website, you'll, you'll go right there. And it looks like it's hand-drawn, which I'm sure someone has scanned it from, you know, 150 years ago when it was first created. But it still looks hand-drawn and imperfect and rough. And the penguin looks like it has duck lips, which I think is spectacular. (laughs) But it's just beautiful in its originality and its uh, uniqueness. 
What I love about this is they have not really appeared to change from the 1950s. So I'm sure, you know, I get, man, I bet Elliot, like being in Minneapolis and being sort of hipster wear, I bet they've had a long line of designers. Yes. Lining up, approaching them to redo the logo, you know, to make it like, I'm doing air quotes, relevant for today, to bring it, you know, more <laughs> up into the social space and, you know, all that bullshit that we designers tell clients when we're trying to redo something. But nope, they have stuck <laughs> with it. And it was even bought by Perry Ellis some time ago that uh, from Munsingware. So still not changed. They're sticking with the roughness of the, the OP, the original penguin. And uh, in your research, did you find who pulled that original mark together? Nope. I can only assume it was done by um, a staff designer at Munsingware uh, mm -hmm. at the time, but no names associated with it. Yeah. Unsung logos, unsung heroes. I, I love that. What a great title for this episode. <laughs> Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional book, book Nerds. nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy, happy reading. reading. All right. Okay, you go ahead. Yeah. So last but not least, I'm going hyper-local with my hyper. third logo. Okay. And and, to, and again, remind people your hyper-local is Winston-Salem, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yes, not right. your hyper-local. My hyper-local is about two hours in the car for you. That's right. I'm still, like, your sunshine gets there a little bit later than it does here. That's have, true. It's pumped in there. But yes, your hyper-local, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Yes. Great city. Yes. Okay. Now, I'm going to allow you to try to figure out yet again what this logo might be all about. Okay? Oh, man, please. I don't know that much about some of the... Okay. All right. Let's go for it. All right. Okay. I am going to give you two hints. Okay. okay? And the first hint is, like you deviated away from cats, I am finally following your lead, and I'm going to be doing the same thing. So this is not a cat. Okay. okay. So that's right. not that's not one of the hints. <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> that it opens is. it up considerably. I, I guess it is a hint. Yeah, but there's one animal. I would argue two if we're counting a lion that you can go ahead and cross off your list. Okay. So, it's an insect. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. But it is also for a local gas station. Okay. Um Okay, so it's not a tiger, so it's, that's a feline. No, no. A, a dinosaur? Nope, it's not Sinclair. Okay. Um, I'll give uh, you. I'll yeah. give you a hint. It's a pun. Okay, a pun. A pun on uh, cars. A pun on gas. 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 Gas holes. <laughs> um, 
maybe uh, those are the people with the gas guzzlers who go there too <laughs> yeah. often. I don't, I don't know. But I like that. That might be All a great right. name for a gas a station. For yeah, me. yeah. I'll, 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 I'm going to pitch that tomorrow. Okay. All right. So it's something to. Okay. All right. So you agree? Some kind of pun with gas. Yes. Um, gas stop. Gas. Uh, okay. Keep in mind, I said that. insect. Insect. Ga- oh, gas. 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 Gas hopper. Yes, gas. No. <laughs> Good gas. Ding, 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 ding. You win a free gallon of unleaded gas. You just have to drive to Gas Hopper. Well, drive here first. I'll give you $3. Then you can drive to Gas Hopper and get your gas. <laughs> cool. Take it. Yeah. Hey, take what you can get, man. Yeah, man. So right, Tell me about it. Yeah. So this gas station, I will freely admit, I do not know the history of it. I've been in Winston-Salem for over 20 years. This gas station has been there the whole time. Uh, it's a couple miles from my house, and I just love this logo. Of course, it'll be on our website, so folks can go and look at it if they uh, don't live around Gas Hopper. And I'm going to deliver a piece of bad news. Even if you do live around the Gas Hopper, they are currently in the process of upfitting and redoing the station, and I fear this logo is going to go away forever. So what? I will tell you, though, why I what love it. What about the name? Are they going to keep Gas Hopper? They're the going to keep the name, but I also have an additional reward that might be worth the drive to Gas Hopper, and I'll explain in a moment. All right. Um, so basically, this is a word mark. It's the word Gas Hopper painted in green. And whoever at whatever sign company or whatever local genius did this, translated the word mark and added a few flourishes so that it looks like a grasshopper. It is a wonderful, wonderful logo. Whenever I drove by this gas station, I just thought it was the greatest thing. And I always felt that the folks coming and going, you know, getting gas, getting snacks, whatever, just really had no appreciation for this thing. And right. um, But as it turns out, there is a microbrewery in Winston-Salem called Hoots, and it is mm-hmm. literally a block away. It's a stone's throw away from this gas station. Mm-hmm. And they have an IPA called Gas Hopper. Mm-hmm. And what we will do, we will post a picture of the can on our website done by um, a great firm uh, here in town, a Winston-Salem friends of mine uh, called Airtype. So they did this identity for Hoots. They subsequently did this can for Gas Hopper. And uh, it is just absolutely great. So it celebrates the neighborhood, celebrates the gas station. And I just love, love, love the visual pun that comes from the execution of this logo. Okay, so it's the word gas hopper, and it's made to look like a grasshopper. Yes. All right. Do you say a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Well, it's got, this guy's got some legs. Yeah has the G. The counterform of the G is um, an eye. It's the grasshopper's eye. It's this red eye. Then the, okay. the bottom of the G, the descender of the G, it's all lowercase. The descender of the G forms the jaw, you know, the mandible or whatever oh, okay, of okay. the grasshopper. It's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful mark. Oh, man. That sounds awesome. Do they know how cool that, that mark is at Gashopper? Guess Hopper HQ? Boy, I really wish they did. One other thing I want to bring up real quick as well is that uh, the G also has a couple antenna coming off of it. And <laughs> okay. uh, so yeah. it's like truly, uh, you know, truly the grasshopper's head. And then the P's, 
whoever put this together the the p's are kind of bouncing a little bit the lowercase p's and uh-huh. the descenders on the p's turn into the haunches of the grasshopper so it's his powerful rear legs because it's a lowercase g in the front he's also smiling you know he kind of looks like he's about to say something right. <laughs> i just i adore this logo and i'm really really sad that uh there's a good chance that it's going away and by the time um people hear this it might actually be gone oh man oh man do they sell apparel and things like that with uh, this well one? luckily the brewery does oh great yeah so it's not the actual logo but it's reasonably close okay um again i don't know who did this i swung by the gas hopper and asked them and they just they had no idea and um, really disappointed because it's the station's getting redone they have a big LED sign. At the, it's, it's on a corner of, of two streets, a busy corner. And um, so there's this LED sign, but it just has this sort of corporate sterilized GH monogram with some kind of swoop or swoosh going through it. And no one coming there is going to know what in the hell GH stands for. Mm, you know, it was brilliant mm. because it was the gas hopper, you know, right, and, right. and just this idea of like you hop in, you get what you need and you hop out. Like, it it just worked on so many levels. I love it. Man, man, that is hyper-local. Okay, I've got one more that began as hyper-local, has certainly spread a little bit, and actually, I'm going to take a major departure, and this is not going to be an animal at all. So hold on to your panties, Elliot. I'm going to give you a little couple clues here to guess okay well let me uh, put on my belt and let me tighten my suspenders okay and and, sna- say... and snap my uh, snap my union suit back up <laughs> i thought you're gonna say first let me put on my panties okay this is not local to me here in north carolina i had uh, i'd heard about this place on the west coast i had clients in uh, uh portland oregon uh it being on the west coast and um immediately went and checked this place out. So it started in Portland, Oregon, and I'll tell you that it is a donut shop. Mm. No, okay. You know what? I I am going to go, I am somewhat of a donut connoisseur. Oh. And I have not personally ever been to Portland. I've been all up and down the West Coast, but the rest of my family has been to Portland. My wife has been to Portland many times. Mm-hmm. And if you're saying Portland and you're saying donut, I think I might be able to triangulate in on this very quickly, but I'm going to need one more answer. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Would this happen to be a donut shop that made the maple bacon donut famous? Ah, yes. You know what I'm talking about. It's almost, you know what? It's almost scary famous is how, is how famous it is. Yes. It's wickedly famous. Yeah. I would almost say the place is magical. It is magical, like a dark force of donuts. <laughs> We're talking about voodoo donut. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't been, they're in a couple states now. Very small, still number of shops, but very local. It began in Portland. Two friends, they shared this entrepreneurial spirit and a flair for the business of show, as it were. Um, they, so show business? Yeah. Well, you can say it that way if you want. But oh, okay, sorry. I'm, I don't I'm, know why you want to rain on my parade. but Well, you know, hey, there's no business like the donut business. That's right. What's great about this is these two guys that started 
the business, Voodoo Donut. What Wait, were those were those their names, Voodoo and Donut? No, no, no. Um, oh. They have names. I don't have them here. We will post a, a link on the website. So for our purposes, though, as we're recording this, we'll just say they're Voodoo and Donut. Okay, we'll say Mr. Voodoo and Mr. Donut. So they had this neighborhood area, and they had located a little storefront shop and what they decided with some research was that the neighborhood needed a donut place. There were no donut shops. So what they did is they added their flair to it. This donut shop is anything but conventional. Hmm. Um, let me let me tell you about some of the flavors, Elliot. You said you've never been there. No. And, um, they're not big places, by the way. They're like people lined out the door here to get these donuts. One flavor, known as Old Dirty Bastard, which is like <laughs> crumbled up Oreo cookies and chocolate. Okay. Um, another flavor, one of my personal favorites, is Captain My Captain, which is sprinkled with Captain Crunch. Oh, I thought um, it tasted like old poetry. Yeah. <laughs> and salt. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. The and, the, and the flop sweat of the prep school student. <laughs> yeah. And the most popular and my favorite is the voodoo doll, which is a person-shaped donut filled with raspberry jelly, topped with chocolate frosting and a pretzel steak stuck right in the middle. And on a good day, when you get these voodoo doll donuts, the raspberry jelly's kind of oozing out from the stab wound. Oh, um, this, you know, this reminds me, I have an item on my to-do list. Um, the next time we're together, uh, can I get a lock of your hair, please? Donut, don't ask, don't ask, Todd, don't ask, Todd. Okay, uh, yeah, sure, sure. All right, I'm getting back into my part of the story here then. Uh, they use several marks for the shop and everything kind of has this hand done, do it yourself flavor, which is great, it really fits them. The main mark is a person with these hollow eyes wearing a top hat, popping from the hole of a donut uh, his arms are outstretched, and he has a scepter in his left hand, and uh, on top of the scepter is another donut. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, you can he's got a giant donut that he's kind of living in, right? And then yeah. he has a scepter of a donut. Okay, donut um, magic. Yeah, of course. Uh, the words voodoo circle the top of the donut around the guy's head, and uh, they're set in this font that appears like it was built out of like wood parts you know mm -hmm. like um, a clubhouse sort of situation yeah 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 really yeah again like very hand done and then another symbol that they use is kind of a mr blobby character do you know who mr blobby is Elliot? <laughs> no <laughs> okay uh, british children's show creepy 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 mr blobby look it up it's kind of like just this bulbous character anyway this donut looks like that kind of rounded arms stretching out wide mouth and eyes open like really wide open and a graphic swirl on the tummy which is where you would stab with the pretzel stick um, <laughs> i'm looking at this guy right now he sort of looks like ghost of twinkie yeah yeah it, yeah it's sort of like if twinkie were twinkie meets the exorcist right <laughs> if you eat um, enough twinkies you will also meet the exorcist that's right that's right and um, another visual that they use quite a lot, too, is on the box itself. 
the colors they use are Pepto-Bismol pink and this dark, almost black color printing on the box has this hand-drawn word voodoo. The, the words actually voodoo and donut are hand-drawn, but the V of voodoo is actually a snake looking off towards the left and then the body and tail of the snake sort of form a top part. So it's like they took the Vans logo <laughs> and made it evil and creepy and wonderful and hand drew it. So basically a donut shop that is fun for the whole family. Yes. And, uh, you know, it might be worth coming back from the dead for. <laughs> yeah. And the donuts are good, by the way, too. Oh, oh, well, that's it's an not even... just marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this sounds delicious. Um, I think this is a great way to uh, to end our little collection of logos. So let's uh, circle back around. See, I, that was my oblique donut reference. You see what I did oh, there? Oh, yeah, that was oblique. Yeah, yeah. Well, most donuts aren't totally circular, so it would have to be oblique. Okay. Yeah, there's enough with the geometry humor. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me put on my union suit and uh, circle back around. Yeah, well, open the trap door, your union suit, because, uh, you know, anything can happen as we jump back into this. Thinking about this collection of logos, I would say of all of them, I won't say that a majority of them are unprofessional because I don't feel that's fair. I think we're celebrating them all because they all work. At the end of the day, the vernacular that they have and the audience that they serve, it all just works. I would say the Royal Cup is the one that was very obviously done by a professional individual or firm. It's mm -hmm. very clean, mm -hmm. very thoughtful, very well done. Again, a number of visual puns. Like I mentioned, you know, you look at it at first glance, it's a lion. You go back and you look at it, and you're like, oh, he's wearing a crown. You go back and you look at it again, oh, he's drinking tea or drinking coffee. And it's just so poetic in its simplicity, and I just absolutely love it, as I've said. Then you go to Yamato, which was drawn by the founder over 100 years ago, which mm -hmm. reminds me of Voodoo Donut. You know, for all we know, Mr. Voodoo and Mr. Donut could have been the two right, guys right. Who, who drew this, right? And then right. Gashopper, somebody probably just went to a sign shop or they were opening their gas station up and someone said, hey, would it be all right if we made this? What a fun name. Maybe for all I know, the sign company came up with the name. I mean, you know, anyone's right. guess, but somebody really took the ball and ran with it. And that's what makes it so great. I agree with you. And what I love is that, uh, as you started off by saying, these are sort of in the neighborhood of lowbrow. Well, you know, probably with, let's, I'm going to exclude Royal Cup. That certainly is a different swing at what we're talking about. But they all are kind of a take on representing the brands that they represent. They're interesting marks. Um, they're showing us that everything doesn't have to be built around the golden ratio and it doesn't have to be smooth and perfect, that it can deliver a character and it can deliver uh, interest and it can create this wonderful brand vibe just by being what it is. Yeah, and, and again, it's authentic to what it is. It's true to what it is, the culture of those companies. And a lot of these guys, as you mentioned, they just kind of threw the rule book out the window. If 
you go back and look at the Voodoo Donuts, there is some consistency, but a lot of inconsistency. You know, yeah. if you think about um, logo design based around best practices with how people read from left to right, the snake in Voodoo Donut, he's looking in the wrong direction. He's looking right, to the left. Right. The cat carrying the kitten in Yamato, it's carrying the kitten in the wrong direction, right? Um, although right. in Japanese, you know, it's, it's actually a, a different visual syntax mm-hmm, when you read. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, it's perfect. Like the end of the black cat fireworks, the kitty, if I remember correctly, he's looking to the left as he's shrieking, right? He's not looking right, to the right. right so he's right. fighting the way the words are going too. So all of these things, I, and maybe I think in some way, that's what adds to the joy of all of these. Um, yeah. Everything except uh, the lion, you know, the gas hopper, the G and the gas hopper. You can't flip that. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, um, you know, it all just breaks the rules and breaking the rules is really what makes it work. Yeah, it's the the librarian taking the glasses off and now she's a supermodel shaking the hair and uh, looking to the left. Yes. All of a sudden a supermodel. Well, the lighting is better when you look that way. I think that is. I think you're right. That sounds great. Well, this that sounds like a wonderful, insightful place to leave this. Well, Todd, I really loved, uh, really, it's sort of a stroll down memory lane, but also, uh, at least for me, it was a drive across town. <laughs> and for me, it was a good reminder that I need to go get some donuts. Oh, I could go for some donuts right now. And gas. Oh, I already Not have related. that. <laughs> All right, Elliot. Later. All right, man. Thanks so much. While we have your attention, if you want to learn more about us and the podcast, there are a few ways to do it. Visit our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. All of that is spelled out. No numbers. Kind of a long URL, so do yourself a favor and bookmark it. Once you're there, you can find links to more information about the subjects in this episode, our episode archive, and information about both of us. Wait... We do want people to visit, right? Well... Oh, and look for us on social media. You can find those links on our website as well. And while we're at it, if you have a friend who you feel will dig on our rambling... Tell him or her what we're up to. While we can't guarantee that they will remain your friend, we can guarantee that they will listen to at least 30 seconds of whatever episode you send them the link to. (laughs) That's being a little shameless. And speaking of being shameless, it wouldn't be a proper ask if we didn't mention that if you like what you hear, you can also make a donation via our website. We have a Nigerian prince handling all transactions for us. In fact, he told us to mention that we have stickers to mail to anyone who donates $10 or more. Are we done? We're done. We're done. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. 
So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Two Designers Walk Into a Bar is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcasts Network. For more information about our show or to discover more podcasts you'll enjoy, visit evergreenpodcasts.com.